Fuck pain. Fuck heartbreak. I'm still in love with life. From the multicultural headquarters of the future capital of the free-thinking states of America known as Los Angeles, this is the Drunken Dows Podcast. Tonight, what a difference a month makes as the Drunken Taos record from their separate quarantine locations and ponder away about where we are now, what is yet to come, and how we can better prepare ourselves when the rebuilding begins. Knowing all the while that what we say now will surely sound completely stupid compared to the reality that the next four weeks will bring. So wash your hands, study some maps, make some music or art, and take care of each other. Here we go. And now... Asking you all to spread the words that corporations are not persons, I'm Rich Evers. And my partner in crime, the savage philosopher and middle finger of the gods, Daniele Bolelli. As we invite you to lower the lights, batten down the hatches, and prepare to open your mind. For the Drunken Dows podcast begins now. Alright, everybody rolling, here we go. Welcome back everybody to another fine episode of the Drunken Dows podcast, episode 178. Welcome to the end times. Things have changed a bit since our last uh, pleasant outing with Abdullah and a big joint. Um, not quite as uh, cheery and exciting as it was last time. Yeah, man. What the hell? What just happened? This is bizarre. Well, we'll get into it once the episode proper begin. First and foremost, let's say a quick thank you, because we Excellent. still have a foot in the old world, and we hope that that comes back <laughs> to some degree. So let's say thank you to the sweet folks who have keeping us in business, starting with Onnit. I think people need to know, first of all, that they're only taking silver now, so that might be <laughs> exactly. something they want to know about. <laughs> or, you know, they can trade, if you have a pet goat, you can trade that to survive the apocalypse. <laughs> but yes, big shout out to Onnit who has been with us from day one, long before the apocalypse, and apparently even through the apocalypse. So big thank you to them. Onnit.com forward slash Taoist. Knowing all the while that what we say now will surely sound completely stupid compared to the reality that the next four weeks will bring. Wash your hands, study some maps, Those guys, like all food things, they are almost out of their inventory because everybody's... Tonight, what a difference a month makes. 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 Grasslandbeef.com, they are awesome. Tonight, what a difference a month makes. As the Drunken Towers record from their separate quarantine locations and ponder away about where we are now, what is yet to come, and how we can better prepare ourselves when the rebuilding begins. And also the wonderful people at NeverTapGear.com, uh, Rush Guards, uh, other products for jujitsu for when you will be back training, hopefully sooner rather than later, and all the good stuff. Um, last but not least, before we wrap, I should say we created a new Amazon link to make it simpler for people, especially since you're going grocery shopping nowhere now and you're just buying online. If you buy through Amazon, <laughs> help us out. This is how we can make the apocalypse work for us. 
So the link is, uh, we wanted to do db as in DanieleBolelliAmazon.com, but that could create some minor copyright problems. So we made it ridiculous by going dbamazing.com and that automatically links us on uh, the Amazon link. So dbamazing.com if you want to shop on Amazon through us. One of your fellow listeners just sent that they bought Okay, this is quite interesting. There's a t-shirt that basically implies some type of serious pride in being a squirter. So, hey, <laughs> you, you can send us, <laughs> you can let us know what you got that uh, and, uh, and be proud about it because that's the most important part. Wow. And if you want to PayPal us, which is always sweet, paypal.me forward slash dbolelli. I'll repeat that one at the end when we do the donation list. Thank you guys so much. Let's jump into our episode. Here we go. So let's go play. So music, oh yep, yep. So, uh, anything new? Yeah, a couple of things. Uh, the apocalypse looks great from my window. Yeah, yeah man. It's okay, gorgeous so up there. The weather's great here too. So I'm, uh, I'm broadcasting live from my um, crying tent that I have built in the backyard for when I need to get away. Cause yeah, because I mean, house gets crowded. Yeah, that's and that's an interesting thing right there, right? Depending on which part of the country you're in or which part of the world you're in and how strict the lockdown laws are. Yep. Like my family in Italy right now, in order to step out of the house, you need to have a piece of paper where you certify where you're going and it can only be the doctor or the grocery store. There's no other place allowed. So that's a little on the strict end. And how long, how long till we join in in that? Because that really seems to be the solution, and we are far from that here in the United States as things explode. And by the way, keep in mind, you know, you mentioned a backyard where you wisely set up a tent where when too many people in the house running into the same, you know, you need a break, you step outside. Like my dad right now, who's been a saint through all this, he lives in an apartment that's probably, I don't know, 800 square feet, something Ooh. like that. About 800 square feet. He and his wife in one tiny room and his mom, my grandma, in another tiny room. And then there's a tiny living room and that's it. And that's the apartment. And that's where he has been for the last month without ever leaving the house. So if you have a backyard, be very thankful for that because it comes in handy during the apocalypse. It's awfully nice. I mean, we're already planting for the future because it is spring has sprung here and we're getting crops of all sorts in the ground. But they don't do you much help right now. The loquats are coming in right now, though. And they were treated the same way the persimmons are. They're gigantic. They're like almost egg-sized. So I'll be selling Rich's happiness soil sometime in the future if there still is a future. (laughs) Right. And that's a funny thing, too, that this is... In some way, this is a dry run for what could be a serious epidemic. Not that this is not serious. You know, people are dying like flies. There's a ton of people infected. So, of course, I don't mean in any way, shape or form to minimize this, which is a big deal. But when you compare it to, you know, imagine something that is that spread as easily as this one does, except it's Ebola. It's like some 
horrendous scene that kills most of the people it infects, and it has an incubation period of two weeks. What was the Black Death like when people yeah. had those groovy doctor's masks with the Philip Posey so you wouldn't smell the stink? Was that right. 40, 50%? And that was about 30. About one every yeah. three people would die. Now, keep in mind, though, we did, you know, humanity survived the Black Plague, sure. Sure. But, but the world back then was a very different kind of world because primarily, you know, one of the huge differences with today is that today... I don't know what the exact percentage, but it's in the 90 plus a lot, I'm guessing, of people today have no connection whatsoever with food production. You know, all the food we eat is not stuff that any of us produces. There are very, very, very few human beings, proportionally speaking, who are feeding everyone else. Now, that has clearly allowed society to do some wonderful things, and there's all that, great and all. But the problem is that in a time of lockdown, in a time when you have to worry about major epidemics, and again, this is major, but it's not as major as something like the Black Death would be, you need to, you know, if you're going to lock down for a long period of time, months or years, you need to have your own food, you know. You need to have at least a substantial portion of your food to come in from uh, next to your house, or you're screwed, or you can't lock down, of course, because you depend on supply lines that come from outside. So that's my guess is that something that once we get through with this, it deserves a serious second look as far as figuring out how can society be restructured in such a way that we can still, you know, have the society we had six months ago on one level and some of those advantages, but at the same time not to engage in this completely suicidal setup where we, nobody has any, I mean, again, not nobody, but, you know, 99 or whatever many people have nothing to go on unless they get it from the market. That yeah, cannot be a system. we need to dial in for sure. I mean, uh, why do we have to have grapes year-round and things like that? Why are we wasting money like that when we should just use locally sourced things, perhaps even from your own backyard, which I cannot stress enough? Um, I don't, I've been leaning towards the agricultural tip anyway. I don't know if I told you, but I've already been on a few of those um, gleaning picks, and I love it. We have um, folks show up and... You pick 1,800 pounds of oranges, and they go straight out to the homeless shelter or the old folks' home or whoever happens to be getting the food from us that day, and it's amazing. Well, and let's look at that, okay? So when you mention agriculture, most people are like, so what the hell am I going to do? Just become a peasant tomorrow, like when the world goes, like, how's that going to work? Well, my thinking is this, is that... How, you know, when, let me make a related point to get back to this one. One thing sure. that we are seeing right now is that while clearly there are a ton of jobs that have to be done in person, that there's no way, you know, if you are a martial art teacher, there's only so much you can do online. You're, right. You have to be in person. You have to have a school. If you have, uh, you know, there are ten, a restaurant, you know, you cannot give a virtual food. You need to have a physical place where you hand that. So there's plenty of jobs clearly that have a very physical dimension, you know, and, and we can go down the list and there's many, 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 many of those. But there are also a ton of jobs that don't have that side to them. That, you know, for most people, they have been going to the office every day, five days a week. 
and now they leave them to do the work at home. Mm -hmm. And my guess is that in some of the job, productivity is the exact same. Like nothing changes in that regard because you can get... Those were jobs that were set up before internet was invented and this idea that people have to show up to the office 40 hours a week had always been done. And now we see it even more so where it's like you don't really need to be there as long as you get the work done. You can be anywhere, be at home, be on the beach, be whatever. doesn't matter. It's like, get the job done online. Now, if we well, how do about start... That 10 hour, well, how about that 10 hours of driving you don't have to deal with in a lot of cities, too? That's exactly. Like, that's a huge amount. You know, that's a week of work in a month. So if, let's say, 20, 30, 40% of jobs can be restructured to be completely online, yep, that's something that would free a lot of people to live anywhere they want. You don't need to be all concentrated in this one city because that's where the job is. You can live literally anywhere on earth you want. And hopefully this anywhere allow you the space that you probably don't have in the city to have uh, a little bit of land around you that you can start. And again, maybe you're not fully self-sufficient. That's unlikely to happen, especially at the stage of knowledge we have now, which is none for most people of what you can do with farming. But where sure. you can have something going, you know, it's like back in World War II, there was the whole victory gardens idea, right? When so much of food production had to be reshuffled around, there was it was very encouraged for people to have their um, garden that was put to food production. And again, you're not going to be self-sufficient, but you did do produce a good chunk of food. Now, if that all, every little bit helps exactly, and so if that's that could be a start. You know, again, if you have an apartment in the city, where the hell are you going to produce the food? Unlikely. But You're going to put so- a straw bale on your balcony, but I'll get to that later. Right. So, th- <laughs> so never mind the fact that there may be some way around it, but I will suggest what if the job does not have to be in the city? Because you can be anywhere with an internet connection and you can have uh, a little plot of land where... I don't know, man. Again... Don't quote me on it, because of course these need to be thought much more thoroughly than what um, we're doing right now. But that idea of the fact that society, there's this missing link between 90 plus percent of the people and food production, it's clearly an unsustainable setup. I mean, it works great until you hit those black swan events that fuck everything up and suddenly will look like a great deal spells apocalypse for a bunch of people. So yeah. that's those two themes to me are deeply interrelated. You know, the turn as much work as humanly possible to online and reshape the culture to uh, accept it and be okay with it. And again, this is not going to be all work. There are a bunch of things that cannot be, but but the ones that can, and they are really a lot of jobs. Let's reshape them those in those fashion. And yep. when I mean, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's happening right now. Oh, that's all. I'm just. I've seen all around. My daughter, she's working every day from her laptop and has no problem doing that. And, you know, if your laptop is in one of those parts of the country where land is cheap and so suddenly you can afford to have uh, half an acre of land around you and Mm -hmm. you cultivate it, that goes a long way. That helps out. And, you know, in good times, it just means that you have some awesome organic food growing in your backyard. And in bad times, it may be your lifeline. So I'm a big fan of this concept. I think it can really be an important one that we need to figure out. That Again, the solution may not be that simple as I'm laying it down, but 
one way or another it needs to be addressed and the answers to that question need to be need to be found what is your um hopefulness level that these sort of changes will be made because i can think of lots of them that are on the same sort of line too but do you think you know how we are when we get through this if we get through this yeah. Will we be back to our old ways? Do you think this is groundbreaking stuff that this is going to shake people to their cores? I mean, now that they're talking June, and man, you know, the U.S. has done nothing like Italy has. Yeah. And if we don't, until we do, things are just going to get worse. I'm convinced of that. I'm not an expert, but man, you can just smell it in the air. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, is, it's clearly... It, you think this is a globally shifting thing? I mean, I, I know we're not all going to be singing songs and you know, going to concerts together all of a sudden, but no, it, it seems like a moment where you could change things if it, someone else doesn't grab all the power. I mean, start with the fact that nothing like this has ever happened. You know, there's never been a near global shutdown. You know, this is a yep. first in human history. So the implication of this, you know, on the supply lines, like, you know, the fact that, for example, most of the world's medicine come from India and China. That's it. All the raw material yep. come from two countries. That's demented. That's suicidal. That cannot be something that continues happening because, again, we see how thin that supply line is. That's not yeah. a good idea. So figuring that well, look out. At our, look at our, auto, our automobile business where, you know, there's 12 very serious parts for a Ford car to be made, and those all come from China. Right. And they don't have any more now. The last ones have arrived, so now they have time to make ventilators. That's a whole different thing that we could probably get into in a moment. Yeah, like yeah, I saw... You're absolutely correct. The other day I saw an article saying how basically the world production of condoms is at a standstill because, like, you know, they say, like, something like, I forget if it was 15, 20% of condoms in the entire world come from one place in Malaysia. That's it. Wow. So that one place shut down, <laughs> that's 20% less right away. Never mind. You know, so there's... Some of these things that were made possible by internet, by globalization, and in some way they were cool on some level, are also monstrously problematic in other levels. And those things have to change because this is not a this is not a one time event. You know, epidemics do happen. You know, from our standpoint here in the United States, those events happened because rich guys didn't want to pay people wages, so they shipped them across the world, and everybody just said, "Cool." And totally. Now here we are. I totally. Mean, so Jesus. there's you that cannot problem. have these factories scattered all over the world just so you can pay somebody 14 cents an hour. And the fact that everywhere it points, it's greed that led us to this level is really disturbing. Yeah, and I mean, certain things are not going to change, right? It's like greed is what it is. It's, it's always been around, will always be around. I don't For expect sure. that to disappear anytime soon. And, no. you know, the changes can be good can be changes that allow us to realize some of the stupidity on which we have based our lives and things that need to be reshuffled around, That's that would be nice. It can also go the other way around, right? It can also go, you know, in time of extreme uncertainties or high unemployment, as it looks like that's definitely where we're going. The appeal of authoritarian governments increased dramatically. You know, yep. the appeal of the fascist, Nazi, communist, that kind of stuff grows tremendously. I don't know if you said there were like things that just passed in Hungary recently. They were straight up from like some fascist nightmare. There's, you know, that stuff is, uh, let's say that the whole business as usual approach doesn't work. And I don't think it will work. 
Nope. Then the appeal of like the strong government that say we are going to mandate that you stay the fuck in your house and you get shot in the kneecaps if you step outside for three months is allow you to put an end to this rather than drag it along for a year and a half. Some people may not mind that too much. Some people may start thinking, yeah, that would work a lot better. And you can actually yeah. see how in some cases a logical person would start making that jump and go like, yeah, I sort of see where an authoritarian government would get stuff done more effectively. That's scary. I mean, I was enjoying a bit of these uh, evangelicals forcing people to go to church or demanding they go to church. They're doing us a favor there. At least we'll thin that out a little bit. But yeah, it's just a short step from there, isn't it? Yeah, did you see the Jerry Falwell University that uh, decided to reopen? Everybody shutting down. He's like, no, we are reopening. And promptly, a bunch of them got sick. It's like, yeah, that was... Handing it out. Speaking but of which... at the which, same time, you oh, know, so. the party kids are, are there in Florida. You know, they. I saw a terrifying... It was terrifying for two reasons. One, they mapped 5,000 kids on a single beach somewhere in Florida. Mm-hmm. And because everybody has a cell phone now, they tracked them for the next two weeks to see where they went. Right. And they went everywhere. Yeah, that's, uh, of course, of course. So is, it, is it creepier that they track us like that? Or is it creepier that people are that stupid? And yeah, some of those kids are on, man, I'm here to party, dude. I'm going to be 21 this week and we're going to get crazy. In right. Fact, this is what Corona did. That's a disease. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really bizarre. And uh, by the way, there's a thing that, uh, do you remember? We had as a guest at some point, uh, Jamie Kielstein. Yes. I don't know if you remember those episodes. Jamie has been on a roll lately. He's putting up on Instagram this uh, comedy sketch that he's doing anywhere between like <laughs> a minute. He had one that had me dying. It was so funny because he was capturing sort of the stupidity of the, I just want to do my, you know, he did one on jujitsu where he's playing this character that's like, uh, jujitsu is not going to stop me. You know what can beat coronavirus? Armbar. That's what, you know, it's like, and so he does this thing, right? He's going all, and that is like the, a week later. And he's like, all my friends are dead. All the, oh my God, maybe the world is not, is around after all. It's there. And he does this old skit. It's hilarious. And he's been doing it fairly regularly. They are, I don't know, he's eating a great comedic stride right now. So if you don't, if you guys haven't checked him out yet, check out Jamie on Instagram. Jamie Kilstein, spell last name spelled K I L S T I E N. He's definitely a funny He's cat. Yeah, and he capped. He nailed it. I mean, I can tell you how many people I know who are you know. He's making the parody of that mindset, but they're exactly like that. Who, uh, without joking, without humor, they are exactly the way what Jamie's making fun of. Well, and uh, Duncan didn't pick the wrong time to um, show alternate universes with their civilizations falling apart. That seemed to be a right stroke of genius at the right moment. Yeah, I talked to Duncan the other day and he was like, uh, yeah, I hate to profit on the apocalypse, but I think my TV show is going to do well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic, Duncan. I was like, hey, Duncan, don't feel bad. You're the one who has the, the choir from the children at Jonestown playing at the intro of your podcast. You're physiologically yeah. incapable of feeling bad about any of this stuff. Yeah, that's just embrace who you are. 
Yes. It's not cut, you know? It's just... Friends of mine, they're expecting a baby next week. Can you possibly imagine? And that made me think about hospitals. Why do we have... Why do we have those delivery units stacked in between the cardiac unit and the cancer wards? Wouldn't right. it be wiser to have that maybe off by itself somewhere? And I understand you would probably have to have a surgical suite for emergencies like that, but Yeah. God, it's just those folks, they, you know, obviously they've been he- thinking about it for 5 or 6 weeks now and have been contained waiting for this, yep. but I cannot imagine the fear. I mean, I guess we all yeah, have fear. Yeah, that's terrible. I, you know, yeah. I'm scared. I mean, one of my sons is still working sure. at Target, and I'm trying to convince him. Oh, how about Target? If y'all stay and work, we'll pay you an extra three dollars an hour. Raises you probably yeah, deserved yeah. two years ago. Shit like that is right. making me crazy. Yeah, because to them, yep. Woohoo! Hell yeah, man! I'm gonna do a lot with that extra hundred and twenty dollars a week. Yeah, no, it's scary. It's um, it really is a little trippy. It is creepy. I don't know. So, By the um, way, so let's... I was, oh, I was just going to, you know, in honor of um, Isabella moment, how is young Isabella yep. taking this? I'm sure you've been straight with her for with everything. What are her thoughts on it? Yeah, so it's... Uh, I mean, when I went to... I went to pick her up from school, I think, a day or two before they shut down the schools in LA because I saw what was coming and I'm like, yeah, it's time to get out. And so I yep, yep. Took, took her out of school and she was a little freaked out. She's like what's happening you know end of the world what are we and i'm like no no it sucks i mean it's bad times coming for sure but it's not the end of the world is um and you know initially she was a little freaked out but um the three of us me seven and isabella we spent a lot of time you know we spend a lot of time together obviously and one key thing that i think made a huge difference that we started implementing within like three or four days of, you know, Isa sitting in front of the TV all day and being kind of in a weird mental space. We right. started doing something that was good for her, but also for us, which was like, let's set a daily schedule. You know, yep. the, the night before we plan, and, you know, of course there's some flexibility, but we more or less plan out the day where there's, okay, at this time you play your guitar, at this time you have time to read and play and do whatever you want, at this time we train together and we work out, at this time... And, you know, having some semblance of regularity, having a schedule, helped her tremendously. Because rather than feeling like blah by watching like 12 hours of TV kind of thing, Suddenly, she there was a sense of purpose. There was a sense of goals that one set for oneself through the day. And, you know, whereas if you don't have a schedule, you're like, eh, just two more episodes and then I'll do it. And then you never do. <laughs> when you have easy a, to do if you're not careful. Yeah. When you have a schedule, it's like, okay, you watch TV for an hour. Great. Now it's three o'clock. Now we're done. Now this other thing is coming up. And so you don't have that, uh, you know, you it's less e- it's not as easy to give in to that inertia of just laziness, of just like, uh, just one more, uh, later. Uh. No, it's like, this is the time. Let's make it happen. On paper, it feels a little too regimented for my taste, but in reality, work like a charm. It works so well. So I was like, okay, I guess that's a case where whatever preconceived idea I had about scheduling turns out to be stupid and the reality actually works really well. And, and again, not just for is, 
for Savannah and me as well. I think it's a great idea. We, we've sort of had to do the same thing. I guess Emily's been, they got closed up first. And that Monday, two weeks ago, they were like, at midnight, we're locking you all in, Santa Clara and uh, San Francisco. Right. So Or San Jose. And um, I was like, look, you guys are in a tiny little two-bedroom. Not even two It's a studio apartment with a kitchen and a little room and yeah. not even any doors. I was like, y'all are going to go crazy. Come on down. So yeah. they jumped in the car and came down. Good and that cool. first week, we just kind of treated it like vacation. It right. was fun and goofing off and stuff like that. But you're exactly right. You got to, you know, it's silly shit. Let me tell you, there's going to be, if there is a tomorrow, <laughs> the most amazing garage sales in the history of mankind because closets are being dug through shit oh, is yeah. being discovered that hadn't been seen in years i mean it's just sort of busy work but it's nice to have that busy work i mean today was garden day which was delightful and you're so right that it's important to stay busy i mean like you said paint by numbers that have been laying around forever or watching an episode of bob ross and fucking up some paintings i mean yeah, man. It's important to kind of get something going. I mean, the boys are, they're upstairs. They're making music the whole time. Right. Maybe a big hit comes out of this. And even if it doesn't, it makes them feel better. Yeah. It gives you something because you cannot be watching. You know what's grossers, the grossest thing I've seen so far? What the is? fucking scorecard on all of these cable networks. Oh, they yeah, literally have worldwide cases, deaths, U.S. cases, deaths, and let's break down the score. How's New York doing today? Oh, New York has 1,218 people dead today. Wow. You know, that's not helping anybody. It's just freaking everybody out. Sure. And, man, do you have any worry that some of our government friends are going to take advantage of this? I mean, you were talking about locking them down. If you wanted to get rid of 13 million illegal people, no better time than when you got everybody locked up to just bust them to wherever you're going to take them. I mean, terrifying things could happen. Yeah, That's, I mean... These are my late-night thoughts when I have trouble sleeping. Yeah, when people are afraid, uh, fear can go in many directions. Again, on one hand, it can be positive because it can be you realize that a certain system is not working and maybe you start finding something that's more sustainable. That's a plus. Yep. That would be great. That's what I hope for. There's also the other side. Now, my guess is it's going to, and again, it's not even a guess. That's a certainty because it always works out that way, is that it's going to be a bit of both. You know, there yeah. are going to be some great things that come out of it. There are going to be terrible things that come out of it. Now, that I'm not exactly the being Dow a... The would demand that, wouldn't it? Yeah, that I'm not exactly being a prophet. That's almost a given that it's like this. The question is, what are the percentages? How much of yep. the crap is going to be prevalent and how much of the good stuff? And that's what nobody knows, you know? That's where it could really go either way. And, and that, I think, is what's weird. Like, I've talked to a lot of really brilliant human beings lately you know like the other day i don't know a, a message with dan carlin right and speaking with dan i was asking him about kind of his view on things and you know he's got no clue just like anybody you know none of us i don't care how smart you are nobody really yep. has a deep understanding of what the world is gonna look like six months from now isn't there that are, crazy? There are too many variables. Nobody knows. You know, super what smart, would, super confident people, they just don't know. What would you say in the past hundred years? Obviously, the Spanish influenza, which I learned recently, actually started somewhere in the U.S. and got spread, but somebody did a little quick uh, naming switch on it. Yeah, it wasn't Spanish, um, but sure. Yes, of course. World War II, for sure, because nobody knew. Yep. 
Um, tiny moment, Cuban Missile Crisis, but that was sort of like, you know, on the edge of the end of the world, but nothing like this, well, I don't think. Well, and that one was extreme, but in general, the early days of the Cold War, they were definitely there. Is yeah. I guess uh, good old Dan Carvin. Nine eleven, memorable wise, I guess. Yeah, like, and again, nine eleven, as big as it is, is nothing, nothing compared, compared to this one, because nine yep. eleven is a big deal, sure, but it doesn't affect people's daily life nearly as much as this one does on a global yep. scale. You know, if you are in a bunch of other countries, nine eleven is a story you heard, doesn't really yeah. have anything to do with your life. This one does in a pretty big kind of way. So, yeah, there's that. There's, uh, no, I think this is really unprecedented in some way. In the way, again, it's not that the disease is unprecedented. You know, Spanish flu was uh, probably worse. Nobody knows for sure yet. But, you know, it's, let's say even if it's comparable, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was worse. But regardless, the response, the global response, because our economy is so much more interconnected than it ever was in 1918, is a very yep. different story, you know? And so this, this is going to change things. How it's going to change things is anybody's guess. And that's why here we're throwing some ideas about how we wish it to change, how we think shine the spotlight on some of the problem areas, such as the supply line of food and other things like, you know, the working online, things like that. Those are all important themes that will have to be rediscussed as time goes by. Yeah, healthcare, how we achieved, I mean, it's a good moment for healthcare perhaps to awaken people up. There's so many ways to do it. I tell you, you're talking about talking to smart people. Um, I was talking about a bit of an expert in his field, my last trip to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. After did you, did you go out at for any of them during the the first when the when the panic buying went down sure. and the shelves yeah, were yeah, empty? Yeah. Did you experience one of those? Yeah, yeah. We well. ended up our biggest uh, the Winco here. Somebody found out that oh my god they're closing at eleven, and so at nine forty seven everybody made a run for it. Yeah, and it was this insane thing where people were kind of in the zombie state because. Already, all the produce was gone. All the flour was gone. All the potatoes were gone. All the rice was gone, and they really didn't know what to do. And we were kind of in the moment of it too. We were just kind of swirling around, kind of grabbing things. Well, this might be nice. I mean, there's no plan at that point. Yeah. But on top of everything, their automated phone for the store, when it didn't get answered, went to a speaker system that played an alarm. Yeah. So there was this. Rah, rah. going the entire fucking time man and it was like if you were gonna shoot a zombie movie this is it yeah this is this is that panic before the day and it was just amazing so i went back to that store like three days later you know trying to see if they had any flour eggs and the produce was back Mm -hmm. and the produce manager was in there and you know i had a lot of questions for him and he said look there's nothing we'll ever be able to do about the panic buying but at least here in the United States, these crops are in the ground right now. Yeah, yeah, And exactly. we roll them every day. Yep. So food supply, you know, we're not in the middle of a drought. Or there's not no. some sort of famine going on. Unlike Africa. Have you right. seen East Africa's play? How much does Africa Oh, I'm jumping. Oh, I'm jumping. We'll get back to that in a second. What he had to say was, like, the food won't be a problem. But as we've always worried about, if all the truck drivers get sick, yeah. then we do have a problem. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Because suddenly the supply, it's uh, yeah, that's a different story for sure. So we have plague here, 
We've got Plague of Locust, four totally real, like Kenya, Sudan. It's eating everything. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Just just look it up if you haven't seen it. It'll make you crazy. And at the same time, we have a comet that's brightened 600% over the past three weeks. So the fact and that I saw what, those uh, four guys on horses outside may have something to do with... Yeah, no, I see the... I, I pick up the apocalyptic vibe. I see what you're saying. And I just... The comet almost makes me worried because... That's the sort of things people will glom onto. And this is something, it's coming past Mars as we speak. It will be May 23rd. It'll be closest to the Earth, I believe. But between now and then, it will probably brighten up to a naked eye object. And it could be so bright that it's a daytime object in June. Right. And that will freak people out. Well, hopefully, again, I don't know if that's true or not, but hopefully in June uh, things have eased up a little. I, I don't know. Uh, again, it, it's so ridiculous. Man, I don't recording. think so, man. We we have not we have not implemented anything Italy's implemented. No, I and know. I think the only way we shut this down, and that's going to be six weeks easily, and we haven't even started yet. Yeah, I know. I think. You're right. We're recording, what, is it March 30th today? Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck knows what two weeks is going to bring? Yeah, exactly. So usually you and know. And scares you, me. Yeah. That's not crazy, is it? Isn't everybody scared a little bit? I know no, I am. I think that very factor, the fact that nobody knows what the world looks like in, forget a year, but six months or three months. Yeah. That makes everyone uneasy, of course. Then at the same time, I look at how my days are going right now. And granted, yeah. you know. I'm having, I'm not having nearly as bad as a whole lot of people. Like I've talked to probably 12 people who lost their job since it started, right? One guy I well, know they're actually. Not, they're not doing any, they're not doing any movie premieres anymore. No. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I promise you that. So I, yeah, one guy I know over. got the prize for losing two jobs in the same day. Um, nice. But still, you know, the, so clearly if you suddenly lost your job and you get nothing in the bank and or you know minimal money in the bank that's going to run out within 3 weeks oh, yeah yeah there are some serious reasons to worry um but of course i do like they in california they've canceled the um they can't evict anybody for at least 3 months yeah i mean it's good and bad right it's good because they can't evict you that's nice if this thing, uh, you know, whenever this thing opens up, if you don't have the money to pay, they are still going to kick you out then, probably, unless your That's landlord fine. decide that it's better. To... But yeah, you're not going to kick you out in the middle of a lockdown. That's a good start. But that... Well, because I would tell every homeless person I met on my way out the door that, hey, man, I know a place that's empty if right? you want to. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. No, it's some Jesus. weird crazy Yeah, man, there's are. a lot of crazy angles going on at once, and you can't so, really get on top of all of them. So before we get lost in all the what the hell, here is one yeah. minor coping thing that I... Well, never mind the fact that this is the time to start really setting up your home workout, because with everybody being at home, doing stuff, you know, what can you do? I'm seeing that everywhere, you know, body weight exercises whatever exercises that one can do at home set up a routine that goes a long way a little workout is better than no workout so that helps but i've been enjoying my curl bar quite a bit it's good when you're you're, when you're feeling uh anxious right that helps a bunch and um another thing that i figure might as well make a game out of it you know how us i don't know why it's so weird but like in U.S. in school, they don't teach geography. 
they just right. you know like i remember in school as a kid in italy it's like you need to know the atlas up and down back and forth and you need to know all the countries and that's just how it is right and here i asked i think that's the, something that sort of dropped off over time because when i was a kid in the 70s you did have to learn all your states and learn all the capitals and then you had to learn all the countries and learn all the capitals but that is something that has evaporated yeah, it's like right now, I mean, I ask my daughter, she's like, no, they never ask us anything about nations around the earth or anything. They never taught us any of that. And I'm like, it's not that hard to do. And it's probably a good start to know what the world looks like and what other countries are out there and what's. So I guess one way to make a family game out of it is you can uh, study the map one continent at a time and then you start breaking it down where when you feel that you kind of start having it okay blank political map of south america pick all the states uh, what's, oh my god where's what? bolivia i never exactly, get that one right and you start playing and it becomes a game right and it's a game that you can get fairly good rather quick so rather than fitting the stereotype of the ignorant one who has no idea where any other country in the world is, or I told you how like once I had a guy telling me, you're from Italy? I was just there. Paris is beautiful. And I'm like, okay, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, <laughs> so it would be, it's not a bad game to play, but do that blank political maps of the world study the answer first and then start drilling it until you actually know what the world looks like where countries are that, that i can think of worse uses of time and that's something that'll stick you know and it can't hurt yeah. i um I, I know we definitely we wasted some time the my daughter and boyfriend i said came down and then you know the boys are here too so um, those guys showed me some stuff on the internet that almost made me pro-virus. They're so fucked up and crazy. So, well, where they? I don't know. Um, eating videos. As wow, in... Something like here's like a 85-pound crab, and I'm going to break it open and stick it in sauce and eat it. Okay. Or another person like doing corn dogs in Alfredo sauce, and it's very erotic in a disgusting sort of way but there's two million people watching each episode of this shit of these crazy people it's something like i can't think of it gong bang or something like that is like the name of it i just saw this today man i was like so upset it's <laughs> like what the fuck is this what the fuck is right. wrong with people that someone's got a a 50-pound crab in front of him, she's going to break that leg off and stick it in butter and eat it. Oh, my yeah, God. It's, in, it's insanity. And apparently there's a lot more of that. I'm not looking. When I get in cases like that, I close one eye, so at least half my brain has no idea what's going on. But that yeah, worried no. me. So, and and I, say, I say all that because talk about it's good to kind of have a, a, a schedule – and it's good to be studying the map and things like that are great ideas. The things I wonder about at 2 in the morning when I can't sleep is, what am I going to wish I had done three weeks ago, three weeks yeah. from now? Should I be sharpening sticks and putting them around the house? I mean, I already have something you um, told years ago. Have knives placed around where you know where they're at. I mean, all that's being implemented and the limited you know, ammunition dump isn't going to fight our, our way out of anything, but at least it'll be available. But, you know, 
do you ever like, oh man, why the fuck? We had two months to get ready. And I saw. Um, Is there anything in your mind preparedness? We we've done sort of like bug out bags, and we've done a collection of because you know there's a very good chance. Like we said, if the food were to run out, that's when it's going to get okay, dicey. I saw something hurt. really funny. The, like I introduced Isabella to South Park recently. So in watching oh, South Park, there was this episode that seems so fitting because um, they get um, the, some of them get snowed in into one place and about uh-huh. 20 minutes into them being snowed in into this place, they start eating each other. And it's like, you know, by the next morning, <laughs> they are able to open the door and the snow has melted. So they were there for less than 24 <laughs> hours and they ate four people or something. And I was like, that's that a about perfect right. metaphor for American life right there. Where Oh my God, it's sadly that true. That kind of walking dead mentality kicks in a little faster than it's warranted, you know? It's like, no, you don't need to shoot your neighbors and did them. It's okay. You can skip that step, please. Thank you. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just bizarre, you know? So, but yes, South Park was just hilarious. As, uh, but, oh, speaking of the thing you were saying earlier about rooting for the virus because of the weird humanity... I still remember being um, <laughs> a few years ago being uh, Duncan Duncan Trussell had me going out with him to Madison, Wisconsin and Minneapolis to do a couple of live podcasts with him and I remember being on the plane with him and he was playing this game, I forgot what the hell it was called plague, pandemic, virus something, right? <laughs> and, uh, and the game is you are a virus and you have to design where you originate what your fatality rate what's how easily it is diffused what kind of a virus and i remember duncan just going back and forth playing this app and getting all bummed out he's like god damn it they figure out a way to stop me i only wiped out 30 percent of humanity this sucks let me try again and i was like <laughs> wow duncan you're dark I wonder if you could switch on or off like a decent government reaction. Right. That will definitely make a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trippy. Wow. That's definitely a fucked up game. Yeah, that is. But again, perfectly (laughs) on par for Duncan's sense of humor. (laughs) Well, I am. I'm trying to think of something positive to say, and I think we will get through it. I mean, I know we're making jokes about it, but. I definitely think we're only got our toe in the water, man. I think what's coming next is going to be crazy. What is your thought? I mean, I really don't have a thought because it's so much bigger than what any of us has. uh, I don't know. I mean, I think anything we say right now is going to be stupid four weeks from now. So I think that's what makes it uneasy. That is so. and, And that's why I also think it's somewhat unhealthy to think too long term. It's kind of like if you got wiped out by a wave in the ocean, yep. starting to paradoxically relaxing is the one thing that can keep you alive. Because if you try to struggle as you're getting thrown up and down, left and right, it becomes work, worse really fast. And somehow instead kind of letting it wash over you, taking it one second at a time, 
it's a, increases your odds because you don't drive yourself crazy in the process, which in, in the case of the ocean, that means you run out of oxygen. In the case of these, it means you give yourself major anxiety about stuff that you don't control anyway. Yeah. So really focusing on the little daily things that you can do to make your life more fun right here, right now, with no thought of a month from now, no thought of any of that is kind of important in a situation in which you don't control the variables, you know? That's an excellent thought. It really hasn't been that terrible yet. I mean, yeah, it's exactly. Nice. It, I mean, it's, we've been yeah. trying to treat it like a, a vacation we never thought we'd get. I mean, no, do you definitely people are worrying about finances and jobs and stuff right now. Boy, they got to let that go. Yeah, I mean, you're just gonna. I understand. It doesn't seem fair that they're sending these little checks to people and corporations are getting cleaned out. But I mean, uh, taken care of. But we knew that was going to happen. But yep. I don't think, at least. Here in Oxnard, I don't think we're going to let each other starve just yet, as long as there's stuff available. I mean, we're baking bread and we're doing all kinds of stuff, and if you're starving, we'll help somebody. And I hope no. that would continue. That's a good... It's definitely better than the South Park, uh, let's eat each other 20 minutes into the crisis. I like yeah. your approach better. Well, what's a... It's a quote, and I think I'm going to mangle it, but somebody said... Um, Civilization is nine good nine meals from chaos. Yeah, right. That's nine not missed meals a, from chaos. That's unfortunately not. Uh, you know, you're absolutely right, and unfortunately, and that's the thing. That's why I hammered on these when we opened. This thing of just being so separate from the food supply is not a good idea. You know, and again, you know, I'm like I've never been on a I mean, I've been on a farm, but, you know, I've never worked on a farm or I don't know the first thing about it. But even I can appreciate the fact that some of that is really important and learning some of that and figuring out a way to make it available and possible for as many people as possible. That is a good thing. That is something that should be done and we should figure out how to make that happen just to make society more sustainable, you know, no, just to I make it more it's amazing how how this um, last year has pointed me in that direction between my loving persimmon tree and my sort of failed attempt at getting that film complete, which let me tell you, for something that made me so mad three weeks ago, it's a gift now. Cause, yeah, right. Uh, doesn't seem like that big of a deal now, huh? Doesn't seem like anything. Can you imagine the fucking pressure going on right now? I mean, yep. I'm sure. But where are you going to show it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's another thing. You know, are there going to be theaters three months from now? Yeah, there probably are. But, you know, how how is that going to affect, you know? So there are so many aspects of this. It's like our musicians, you know, musicians yeah. where, you know, you rely on being on tour, on being in concerts surrounded by people. And, yeah, that's a rough. There are so many variables on this. It's that's terrible like, for them. The boys and I went and saw this guy, Thundercat, who's just an epic bass player, super funky. He's got, like, a trio on par with uh, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, three of the greatest musicians at their craft. And we went to that three Saturdays ago and made a little joke. This could be the last concert we ever see. <laughs> right? This could be the last concert we ever see. You know? Yeah, did you? Man, you got to picking... show up in your bubbles at the Hollywood Bowl and, and nobody can, I don't know. It was it was a fantastic blast, and then we went to a taco truck at at twelve thirty at night, you know, mm -hmm. with a big crowd of people around it, thirty forty five people. Yeah, ah, that's not we need each other for a while. We? Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy, man. It's um, very very strange stuff. 
Well, my man, well, I think that is uh, about an hour. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, I think we've covered what we can. I mean, yep. I'd love if folks have questions or queries or thoughts. I would love we could address them in another couple of weeks. Uh, we apologize. We're doing it. I mean, even Howard Stern's show is like remotely through these Zoom lines and stuff right now, and it's uh, nothing's quite the same as it was. But we wanted to get one out, and um, man, oh, yeah, good this is from uh, you as always. And you guys stay I, safe. I can't oh, wait I guess, for you to come to Ojai. Yeah, we should mention it. Is this is the very first time that we record an episode, and we're not like when we both are on the episode, and we are not in the same room. You yeah. know, it's uh, so that's it's, a first right there. <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully we can hang out again sometime soon but yeah i do feel it will be a couple months for sure just for safety because yeah I, uh, I know my wife she's autoimmune compromised and right that keeps me up at night and it's Absolutely. funny just like you know i'm sure we've talked about it many times like when you have kids like where you put yourself in the world immediately drops several links down and i i, I don't worry about myself near as much as i worry about them because i want them to be okay of, of course. course that's a natural that's a natural attitude of course absolutely and no, i think hopefully they'll reach a time you know where don't you think regular folks will be able to get out and help even if you're like working as an orderly somewhere if you get the virus and survive it it'll be a moment where we can they may not be pleasant jobs but there'll be lots of stuff to do to help well so. and that's too is another one of the variables is the virus uh, that's why i say talking about it now it's so early that we don't have do people get an immunity after they get the virus? Can they get it again? You know, the opinion yep. is split on that. We don't know. Do What happens when flu season hits? Are we going to get a lot more cases or is the virus here around and it doesn't matter? You know, we don't know right now. It's just too yep. early to tell any of this stuff. But, um, well, having said that, you guys, when you're getting caught in the grips of existential anxiety, instead do <laughs> a plan for tomorrow, what you want to get done figure out learn the damnations of the world <laughs> that's a good start and yep. uh and man just carry on yeah so with I think that to, to spend a few minutes to doing something you enjoy is really important yep. it's, extremely it's, important at least you got the time for the first time in your life so <laughs> yep. yes take us out and then we will do a close on this thing and run away perfect so with these we wrap and we wish you all a wonderful Apocalypse? No, a wonderful day. Let's keep the apocalypse at bay. Do I hear a sniffle? Just to keep like the old times, the funky music means one thing, and that's the end of another fine episode of the Drunken Tales Podcast. Episode 178 is in the books. Um, I want to quickly remind you, your fellow listeners, and this ain't the time for it, but down the road, $150,000 in loans to Kiva. That's people f helping strangers. So we may not be able to do it monetarily for a while, but I'm sure there are going to be places in our neighborhoods. There's going to be a place where we can help people out. That would be good. I, I always sound like a crazy person when I say that stuff, but, you know, now more than ever. Well, let me mention directly the people who helped us out. Excellent. Let the pottering begin. Donation time. Let's grow up their name. We got this time around Aistis Juska, Nicola Togni, Samuele Rudelli, Froggy Style Productions, Matt Shebre, Jim D'Amico, 
Emily Condit, Jesse Rantakangas, Yanni Limima, Luis Pesquera, and Aaron Weisner. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to join the list of the sweet folks helping us out, yep. paypal.me forward slash the initial of my first name, the letter D, initial of, and, and then my last name, just Bolelli, B-O-L-E-L-L-I. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash D Bolelli. Also, as we mentioned in the open, if you are shopping on Amazon, which a lot more people will be doing in these days since they can go out, dbamazing.com, dbamazing.com, <laughs> that's the way to go. Please use and that. And humble too. Yes, of course, always, you know, that's the, that's what was funny about it. It's like, I can call it DB Amazon, so what can we call it? Ah, fuck. Let's go with the theme of my natural humility, DB Amazing. Yes. I love it. So with that, I think that's a wrap, correct? Yeah. Yep. Everybody, be careful out there. My brother, you guys be well. You know, if you ever need anything, we're here, so. Thank you so much, Rich. You're the man. Thanks for the chat. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. And so ends another awesome episode of the Drunken Dows Podcast. Be sure to keep your ears peeled for another mind-expanding episode coming soon. We'll be tweeting you as they come out. You can keep track of Danielli at dbolelli. That's D-B-O-L-E-L-L-I. And you can find me on Twitter at Richimon1. R-I-C-H-I-M-O-N and the numeral one. We'll see you all soon. Woo! In questo caso, in questo caso, le provvidenze di Dio. Duncan showed you the way, eh? Oh man, isn't that scary to think? Nice. So don't kill people, do that instead. <laughs> this was great. It's fucking awesome. And I love this conversation. I have nothing against chicken other than the fact that they are ugly and weird and strange. We've been yeah, having a great hour nice. here. Dun, dun, dun. I completely got lost. Are we doing the outro or the intro? We're outro. Oh, we're out. Okay, sorry. So that's. <laughs> So let's continue. Did you ever see the movie Tombstone with uh, Val Kilmer and... Uh, uh, your accent, it just... Whatever that movie is you were trying to tell me about... Can you translate for me, please? I believe the word was Tombstone. Yeah, that one, exactly. <laughs> just as I was saying, you know, Tombstone. <laughs> now, most everybody thought... <coughs> Sorry. Well, <coughs> we'll do a cut on there. Or not. That was something else. <laughs> That's a bit too powerful. <laughs> What do I have to do? One day the rod shall teach you. Get back to work. Funky. Podcasting. It's like radio, but you can cuss. Why?